to the whole GD show, the show where we bring up a word or phrase to spark a conversation about the related media. Here with me is my dateable co-host, Dylan <laughs> yeah. I'm Jeff Lanchard. Spread the word, much. ladies. Yeah. 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 Uh, yes. I, I, you would think, but who knows. Uh, how are you, Jeff? I'm all right. And you? Uh, great. A little embarrassed now. Hoo, hoo, hoo. But... How is your dating life going, by the way? Um, uh, I mean, the summer's been interesting. Uh, I tried to... I'm very cynical about the dating world. I tried to jump back into it. And, man, yeah, just trying to connect with strangers is such an awkward, like, thing. It's so weird. <laughs> the whole experience, yeah. I... I treat it as a joke almost sometimes because it's just so I find it so absurd. Yeah, I think it's hard because like so many of our friends are like married or having kids. I know you've already have a son, yeah. but it's like for me, I'm single. I you know I don't have any kids. I'm thirty. I'm not dating anyone. My record is non-existent. So it's like you know what what do I tell a woman that I'm just like well ah, you know I don't know what happened. Well, yeah, maybe we'll find out. Here, we're going to go through some, I don't know, some media that we can maybe talk about on the first date, right? Yeah, how would you, I I kind of went at this of so many ways. Like, did you, I was kind of thinking about this. Did you envision a certain person when you picked these things? Um, It was hard not to go from history. I tried to stay away from things I have used or like done on first dates i i i didn't really think of a i thought of me that's who i thought of. how selfish is that um, i thought of like like if you want if someone were to date you what you'd want to see like that kind of yeah thing. i kind of like um i tried to go with things that would be appropriate for a first date but like also like if if they're not gonna like this we're probably not get along this is like the embodiment of what i enjoy or whatever so right yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, uh, what was yeah, your approach? I, I did think of a person, but I also had the same thing where I'm like, if I don't show them this side of me, like, you know, at some point it's going to seem fake when I show, like, oh, I also like this. Where it's yeah. like, hey, I like Fooly Cooly and uh, this, uh, you know, 30 Rock or whatever. If right. I show them 30 Rock, I'm like, oh, everyone loves 30 Rock. Yeah, it's a crowd pleaser, yeah. Yeah, and doing that is like, it doesn't really tell you anything about me specifically. So I had to find a happy medium where it won't, like, scare the person also. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of how I thought of it, too. I wish I, yeah. now I'm thinking about what would me and Aubrey Plaza do on a date together. <laughs> that That's kind of where I came from. I thought of Jen Kirkman. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so what do you got for a movie? Um, I don't know if you will have heard of this movie. It's, uh... I talked about Wet Hot American Summer a couple episodes ago, and this is another, sure. like, David Wayne, uh, Michael Showalter-type movie. Uh, it's called uh, They Came Together. Mm. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it's uh, Amy Rudd... Uh, Amy Rudd. Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd just, uh, are, like, the leads. And it's just, like, you know, it's, like, that weird Stella absurdist comedy where it's just slapsticky and silly but it's um it's just their parody of like romantic comedies essentially and kind of the goes through all the beats that a romantic comedy would go through like oh like they came together they get together they meet because 
they're cynical about dating are two like working singles in New York or whatever and they their friends introduce them at a party and then they come together and then you know they get engaged and then they break up because there's some misunderstanding and then they get back together or whatever so yeah it's just the, the same thing just with the silly stupid David Wayne Michael Showalter humor yeah, so it's got a classic kind of rom-com structure then Yes. Doesn't really miss any beats on that. He had, uh, I can't remember if it was him. I think that couple had another one where they were like, it was like school based or college based. Like, one was like an admissions person. I don't know if that comes to mind. Yeah. I think Tina Fey might have been in there too. Oh, oh, I can, I think I know what you're talking about now. I can't remember the name of the movie, but yeah, was Paul Rudd in it too? I remember Paul Rudd and Tina Fey being like admissions officers in a movie. Yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe it wasn't Amy Poehler. But I, I think it was either Paul Rudd or um, Mark Ruffalo. Might have been him. Yeah. Yeah, I vaguely know what you're talking about. Yeah, I couldn't even remember the name of this movie, actually. I had to. I knew it was David Wayne, and I had to look it up. I never heard of it when I watched it, either. I had no idea what it was. And it was it was really funny. Huh. Yeah, what did you have? But yeah, I, yeah. Well, I guess why... I should explain why I picked it, I guess, tonight. Uh because I like this stupid stuff. But I realize now this it's such an absurd movie that um, if I showed it to someone, they would kind of be like, what the F is this, probably? I think if you showed it to someone like Aubrey Plaza, she would get it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, not everyone would. I think it, the type of woman that you're trying to pursue, ideally, is the person that I think you chose this movie for subconsciously. Yeah, and it's also I mean? romantic, so, you know. Yeah. It's kind of... It's romantic and shows the type of com like the extreme, like my extreme type of comedy I would go to, I guess. This yeah. is as out there as I would get. Yeah. It is weird to think about because I'm like, it seems so cliche to pick a rom com for a date. But yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like when I was thinking of Jen Kirkman, I'm like, she doesn't want to see Avengers. She doesn't <laughs> want to see, you know, that stuff where it's a big, you know, action weird thing where. It's cartoons fighting for the most part. Yeah. That's how I thought of it. Yeah, so what'd you go with then? I picked a classic that I do like, another rom-com, Better Off Dead. Uh, I've never seen it. Oh, you need to watch this. This might go in your Jay Dillon series, if we ever do that. You have to watch movies. I know, I haven't uh, seen a lot of classic movies for a film. This is a, I think it's John Hughes, uh, John Cusack. Oh, uh, that's Di- why, because I hate Di- John Cusack. Uh, this is one of his classic movies. It's kind of where he kind of came to fame as a young celebrity and actor. It's uh, him, and it's him trying to kill himself through most of the movie because he goes through a bad breakup. And then he um, he meets this uh, foreign exchange student who's an American. He's been a, doing a voice the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she kind of, like, gives him this other option, I guess. And he's also... I think there's, like, another skiing aspect where he's, like, you know, an uh, amateur skier. And he has to race this other pro skier <laughs> later down the mountain. He's always at a ski lodge, John Cusack. Yeah, a top time machine. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only. There's got to be another example. I'm sure there is. Uh, a top time machine too. No, he's not in that one. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's just it's a classic rom com. There's a lot of classic uh, like 
he gets chased down by his paper boys because he owes them two dollars <laughs> and races these asian men who learn to talk like a uh, an american announcer by listening to like race drivers on the radio <laughs> it's a good that sounds fun yeah. you might like it i would i would check it out maybe if you can find find it somewhere i can tolerate him sometimes he was in con air i like that <laughs> He's, you know, he's it, he's a rom-com protagonist, so he's meant to be at least yeah. somewhat likable. Yeah, all the Q-sex. They just <laughs> rub me the wrong way. I'm going to set out another vendetta against them, I guess. No, I, I totally get it, because he, uh, with his classic movies like that and, like, say anything, he won't talk about them. Like, he's, like, he treats them like he's ashamed of them, even though they're what gave him a career. Yeah. It's very strange. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a TV show? Uh, I do. Um, I picked this because you know I want a girl who's really smart and gets my intelligence, and I don't think anyone can really grasp the concepts of Rick and Morty like a really intelligent person with a high IQ. So I, uh, I, I would show a girl Rick and Morty because I want to make sure she's as smart as me. And that's a bunch of bullshit because <laughs> I like hate that crap. Um, that was a terrible joke, uh, I was trying to make, have you ever heard, like, that crap from Rick and Morty fans? Uh, no, I've never watched Rick and Morty. You haven't? I do like Rick and Morty, but, um, a lot of people just, like, for a while, people were toting, like, how smart they were because they got the Rick and Morty, like, humor, because it's it's another level it's it's a smart show and it's so many layers when you peel it back and it just became this meme that people would that i just perpetuated i guess uh, <laughs> but um anyway it would, if you knew about that rick and morty subculture i guess it'd make more sense yeah if i don't you'd i'd be like what is this a-hole talking about <laughs> yes that's kind of the point yeah yeah so i probably alienated a lot of this maybe <laughs> But no, I, I didn't. I didn't get it. Yeah, uh, like I know it's supposed to be like pseudo scientific, right? And there's a lot of like, yeah, right. Just it's pseudoscience, and there's also like a bunch of toilet humor and swearing. Yeah, and like, yeah. But I hear it is like a very well written show. There's a lot oh, yeah. of humor. There is like kind of not. There is something to the science where it's like it seems, you know, like it could be right, and it's also got some heart, right, to it. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely, like, strong themes, and, like, the character is an asshole. Like, Rick is an asshole. You're not supposed to, like, he's, you're not supposed to admire him, I guess, and I feel like people do. A lot of the audience does. Uh, I guess, yeah, a lot of, oh, I, what I was getting at, um, was a lot of the audience, or at least the, the it has a very toxic fan base and a good part of the toxic fan base is like says oh, well if you don't like rick and morty it's because you don't get it and it's i guess that's what i was trying to play at like okay. um but if uh someone didn't like rick and morty i wouldn't give two shits because it is can be a like like i said rick is not an admiral character he's a terrible person and like it is like there is a lot of toilet humor and like gross humor too. It is a raunchy show. It's a raunchy Doctor Who, essentially. Like, yeah. Um, but 
uh, what I would <laughs> like, and it's not for everyone. It's definitely not for everyone. So I wouldn't show it on a first date ever. Uh, but I would show. <laughs> would you show a one of the episodes? Would you think of like if there was an episode to be like, like if I were to show someone like a certain Simpsons episode to be like, this is the show. Like there might be like uh, you are Lisa Simpson with uh, Dustin Hoffman in there. Where it's like her substitute teacher. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's called Lisa's substitute or something like that. Um, I don't know. I love so many of the shows, the episodes. Um, but yeah, I would probably try to show one that has some semblance of good in the characters, because all the characters are pretty terrible, to be honest. It's one of those shows like Always Sunny. Um. Yeah. But... Like. I know Pickle Rick is kind of like oh, a yeah. fam- is a famous like episode. I don't know anything about it. Oh yeah, actually that would be a good episode because there is like a huge like ther- therapeutic breakthrough for him at the end. Um, the digital cable or whatever, the interdimensional cable, that's what it is. Episodes are good because they're just like sketches pretty much but it doesn't, like they are absurd. Like sketches where they couldn't have really been put into the show anywhere so they just like essentially make a clip show out of them and um they're well-regarded episodes but they uh they don't really there's no plot to them they don't like add to the show or the characters at all really uh anatomy park is a good episode though (laughs) that's a good one where they make a jurassic park essentially style amusement park inside someone so it's like inner space meets uh, Jurassic Park I don't know if you watch it or not Uh, how would you compare it to something like BoJack Horseman I just started watching BoJack Horseman this week actually it's I think it's really good yeah it also bums me out yeah uh, they're definitely very similar characters like uh you can like feel for them at some points because they like have trauma past trauma and they like kind of sprinkle it throughout and you're like ah but then they just do something so terrible to someone else like like, okay i I lost all sympathy for you yeah so it is very kind of like a cynical show like that they both have very cynical outlooks on life yeah Uh, very similar characters i would say did you watch uh tuca and birdie no same, uh, same but style it, but it's with female protagonists yeah and that got canceled after like one season which yeah i watched it I, eh, it didn't kind of it wasn't terrible but it was um i think part of the heart of what Mo- makes bojack horseman is it is kind of depressing and i kind yeah. of like that yeah and converted just doesn't have that as much yeah i think bojack horseman is also like it's i want to say it's refreshingly depressing because it's about like the terribleness of like working in hollywood and entertainment and it's from people who work in hollywood and entertainment so it's kind of refreshing that they're like hey this does suck for people like uh it's totally fiction but like this like it's real problems and in that world yeah but yeah yeah, my other uh, I, TV was actually probably my hardest for this one because my other option was Fuller House, which came. Uh, what did I write? I wrote, oh yeah, uh, 
because these are my roots. <laughs> Full House is my roots. Fuller House shows that I can change and adapt to the times, and I can pay for a Netflix subscription. So I think you picked a fight with one of the actors yeah. on, and Dave on Fuller House. Dave Coolia, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's still in the show then. He is, uh, I believe, and I don't think he's in every episode, but he's in a lot of them. I think. He's how does it compare to the original series? Um, I've only watched a few episodes, but it's just like the original series. Same stuff. Except they're more... They kind of break the fourth wall more with... Uh, not like they don't look directly at the camera, but they tell jokes. Actually, they did look directly at the camera for one where... Like, there's a... The first episode, they asked where Michelle was, which is like Mary-Kate Nashley's character. And like i forgot what they said they're like yeah they're in new york they didn't want to come and because <laughs> of their modeling career or her modeling career and then they all just looked at the camera or something and it's just like whoa shots fired well i aren't both of them married to like 90 year olds <laughs> i don't know they have, where they are they have very <laughs> strange relationships going on I'm, mm. I'm somewhat aware of yeah i have no idea where they are after they stopped solving mysteries i think that was like <laughs> off. I didn't care about their ABC family movies where they went to Hawaii or New York or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, I am, and I'm sensitive and a family man. That's what I chose Fuller House. And this is a show you enjoy? Uh, that's just what I'd show on a first date because I actually did that once. Okay. Did it go well? It did, yeah. I mean, okay. I, we enjoyed it. She liked Netflix series, and she grew up in the '90s, and it was the the night we hung out. I was like, "Well, Fuller House is on. You want to watch Fuller House?" <laughs> so, hey, I dated her for a year, so it was a successful first date. Fair enough. <laughs> TV's hard because it's like, how do you quantify it and? How do you, you can't watch a whole series in <laughs> one date? Yeah, I I had a harder I had a hard time with this because I'm like, I could I I know I mentioned Thirty Rock earlier and I was just like, hey, why don't I just say Thirty Rock? And I was yeah. kind of like, oh, I already used it in another list. And I think like every you know everyone knows how great it is, and right. I feel the same way with like Parks and Rec. It's the same way. Uh, I haven't watched. Um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, so I didn't feel right watching that or saying that. I, I do love Brooklyn Nine. -Nine. I know it's probably great. Yeah, yeah, I, I imagine it's great, but I've never actually seen it. Um, yeah, uh, I went with an anime on mine. <laughs> really, it's kind of like yeah, and I'm like, it's light, but there also there's some heart to it, and you know, it's uh, it's interesting. It's called March Comes in Like a Lion. It's on Netflix. You might have seen, like, some type of thing for it. It's about a middle schooler becoming a professional shogi player. Oh, I think I actually just watched the preview for this last night. Yeah, shogi is like a Japanese chess. It's very similar to okay. chess. And it's a middle schooler kind of dropping out of school uh, and pursuing a professional career in shogi and kind of living on his own early on and of making his own way in the professional world of this game and also kind of dealing with the relationships of with the people in his life 
um, like his parents, I don't think this is spoiling anything, his parents die in a uh, car accident. Actually, his parents and his little sister die, Mm -hmm. and he's kind of left to this guy, and who's also a professional shogi player, but he's not that great, and the guy already has a family, and the kids kind of resent this kid that comes in. It's it's an interesting show. I I really like it. Um, I did. I have finished it since. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to it about like you know, passion and uh, relationships and uh, moving forward. And there's also stuff with bullying and acceptance and etc. Cool. Yeah, I. Uh, that's interesting because I had just seen the preview for that yesterday when I was. There's a bunch of. Net- anime in my netflix list now because i'm always watching stuff for anime maybe in it it's good um it could potentially come up or you could watch it on your own i would recommend it the um the person that made it also made a series called honey and clover which i could also add to this list for first date it's about um it's actually about college age kids which is kind of you know it's it happens less with anime it's usually high school kids um, it's college age kids in a in an art school and then pursuing their you know what they want to pursue and kind of like looking for work in the world after and how the their school skills correlate and the idea of passion and relationships that they form in schools and whatnot. Cool. It's good. Nice. Man, yeah. Wait, why would you choose it for a first date? <laughs> <clears throat> mainly because i'm like well at some point this person's probably going to learn i like anime yeah. it is an anime it's very light like there's no it's not attack on titan it's people sitting around yeah. like <laughs> shoki and but there is a lot of humor in it it does kind of show humorous sides but it also shows like people kind of struggling to make their way and also kind of transition with the Changes of it's a very human show. I guess I just wanted to show somebody that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Cool. Based on reality, for the most part. Nice. Do you have a song? Uh, I had a couple artists, uh, because. What? Uh, I just need somebody to love. Uh, Queen. Sure, I got it. <laughs> yes. Um, I like that song, actually. Yeah, Queen uh, Queen, and David Bowie, pretty much. Uh, I'm going on a date. I'll put those on in the car to wherever we're driving if she lets me drive her, because that's her choice. Um, <laughs> and we... Uh, yeah, if she hates David Bowie or Queen, it's not going to work, obviously, because if you hate those two artists, any of those artists, you have... Sorry, listeners, if you don't like David Bowie or Queen, but you have no soul if you don't like these or cannot appreciate what they brought to the musical world. Freddie Mercury bringing his five-octave range and blessing our ears with it. And what if you like one and not the other? You just you gotta appreciate them at least. Okay. I guess I could I can understand being not like a faithful listener. I'm never I wasn't always a I'm still not a faithful listener. I don't like own any queen or david bowie albums but i'm not gonna shut off a queen or david bowie song when it comes on the radio 
unless I mean Queen songs can go for like six or seven minutes, so I might turn <laughs> I might have to leave the car at some point, but um if I just feel like they're two <laughs> great musicians that everyone should love. <laughs> it's just my personal opinion. Uh I never used to appreciate old music old quote. But uh eighties. Yeah. Is it seventies ish? Uh, anything from before when I was alive, I guess. But, yeah. And now I, I do. I, I Yeah, I uh I don't know why. I don't know why David Bowie either. I like I don't I just love David Bowie, I think. How could you not like it? Do you like their uh collaboration song, Under Pressure? Yes, oh of course. How do you feel about the My Chemical Romance used version of Under Pressure? Um, not so great. Uh, I prefer Ice Ice Baby over that. <laughs> Which I'm glad Vanilla Ice has now admitted that he totally ripped them off. <laughs> he used to be pretty... He used to, like, dodge it, like, a little bit. He's oh, like, yeah. no, it's... it's like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember him saying that on an interview. Like it's just, you're just doing the melody. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. now he's he is totally like <laughs> I, there is a quote of him it's like, oh yeah, we totally f and ripped them off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean they're so great that Vanilla Ice ripped them off. So, if I was ever, I hope I never date a girl who appreciated Vanilla Ice over a Queen <laughs> or David Bowie though. Yeah, that's probably good, good, good shout. Yeah, but I mean, I liked Queen and David Bowie songs before I even know who either of those bands or people were. So, just Do you transcends have a their name. David Bowie song that isn't that one that you like? Cause I know nothing about David Bowie. Yeah, I don't know like a lot about David Bowie. I just know I like his music. Um, I mean, Under Could Pressure. Song? Uh, yeah, one. Changes. I like Changes. Ah, okay. Um can Turn I hear another around. song? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, Let's Dance. That's a great David Bowie song. Yeah, that one. Let's dance. Put on your red shoes and dance with me. Let's like sing. And, uh, his acting career in Zoolander. Yeah. And, uh, Labyrinth. Uh, I think he's in. I've never seen Labyrinth, but it's at my work at the drive-in this weekend. I'm going to stick around and watch it. Um... <laughs> He was in The Prestige. I think that's the only movie I've actually... Well, I've seen Zoolander. But I think he plays Nikola Tesla in The Prestige. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. Christopher Nolan movie. And Hugh Jackman. And Michael Caine. And isn't Christian Bale in there, too? The other guy? Is he in that one? Yes. I think so. Because there was that and... Um, the there Illusionist. Was that, right? Yes, the Edward Norton magic movie, I was going to say. They came out around the same time. I know. And, yeah, but yeah, Christian Bale. Yeah, that makes sense. He was in the Christopher Nolan one. So. Uh, yeah. What, did you have a song or did you have a group? I picked a song, but it's, yeah, it's kind of in the same vein where it's like classic kind of 80s stuff. It is, uh, Once upon a time I was falling in love. Now I'm only falling apart. Uh oh, I'm almost there. <laughs> Nothing I can do. 
<laughs> Total eclipse of the heart. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, I never know. I never know what Total Eclipse of the Heart is until they say it, and I'm always like, I like this song, but I can never remember what it is, and then they break into Total Eclipse. Turn around, bright eyes. Yeah, it's a good build. That song like builds and builds, and I like a good build in a song. Yeah, then she starts like really getting into it towards the end. It's really yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people make fun of that song, but it is I I like it. <laughs> I remember Kiff saying it in uh, Futurama in one of the episodes. <laughs> oh yeah, he kind of talks things that. I remember Michael Scott made Total Eclipse of My Fart, <laughs> the song about Toby Flanderson. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just a classic song. I don't, I think I saw one of those things where it's like, here's the song's meaning that you never knew. And this one was like, it came from like a Dracula movie or something originally. Huh. Like it was meant to be in a vampire movie. Like, Sweet. it'd be about Dracula. But... It got kind of, uh, you know, retconned into this other kind of, like, I don't know, just kind of dramatic love song. I thought it was just the Eclipse theme song for the gum, not the lunar oh. event. <laughs> oh. I don't, have they used it in a commercial for I Eclipse gum? They probably have. That's a wasted opportunity if they haven't. I mean, I don't know, I... Because of the way we view television now, I haven't seen a commercial in, like, years. I know, I right? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, if I see a commercial, it's on YouTube, I'm, like, progressive or oh something. Oh, my gosh, like that. yeah. YouTube has knows me so well with their commercials. They always market me video games or depression medication, typically. Oh, mine are doing a terrible job. Mine are, <laughs> mine are like, uh, hey, learn a skill, or uh, maybe not, I don't know. No, Maybe mine are like, like always video games. <laughs> Typically. I wish mine are video games. Actually, sometimes they are. Yeah. Anyway, do you have a book? I know you have trouble with this sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> I mean, I did too. Does this pickup line work? Or I maybe, if I'm trying to pick up a classy lady, I. will <laughs> say it to me and see if it works. Um. You're so beautiful. I want to throw parties. <laughs> parties what? for you, what like. Yeah, I can't again? even get through it. <laughs> You're so beautiful. I want to throw parties for you, like in The Great Gatsby. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I get it, but it's it's not like really a good pickup line. Usually, there's like some type of joke. But I'm like, there, uh, I'm pun. super classy and rich, and I'm dressed in a tuxedo, holding a champagne flute while I say it. Yeah, but usually during those parties, he sat in his room alone while <laughs> had a good time. I don't exactly. That's my idea. But yeah, so you I want to sit alone while I go have fun? Is that what you're saying? That's exactly that's well, exactly my social well, we life. Do, yeah, yeah, we can do that. I, I'll go over here, and you can go sit alone <laughs> over there. Oh my god, that's so how that happened. <laughs> yeah, being told to go away. Oh man, yeah. That's just the yeah. Great uh, the I great mean, cats. I'm I'm out of character now. Uh, I don't know who that character was. That's uh, any girl who, who any girl who you speak to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can do that. That was pretty good. We can do that. You can go over there. Yeah, that would happen. <laughs> it has. 
yeah, I don't know. Great Gatsby, man. He threw lavish parties and uh and spoiler alert <laughs> have you read the great he gets shot yeah, he gets yeah shot by dying. this guy who thinks by... he slept with his wife yeah his lover's husband and so... one person two people show up for his funeral i believe yep yep yeah uh, so but i mean one's the narrator <laughs> yeah one is the narrator uh so i remember a while back we did to kill a mockingbird as your book is this yes. the same situation uh, where I read it in high school. Where you read it in high school, then kind of remembered some of it? <laughs> no, I definitely remember more of The Great Gatsby, especially because I did actually look up a synopsis. But okay. I, did, uh, I I have read it twice, actually. So Okay. Um, did you see both movies? No. Oh, I saw the old one. We watched the older one in high school. I haven't seen the Leo DiCaprio, <laughs> DiCaprio one. Well, it's Freudian slip. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, I like Inception. Uh, that's about that's it. One, one uh, um, but yes, it was one. Uh, th- I own this one though, because I, the high school didn't ask for it back. But uh, uh, yeah, I I liked it when we read it, and yeah, uh, I definitely would be a Gatsby type throwing parties and then sitting in my room alone. <laughs> so, so is this meant to kind of be like? I like this book. This is how smart I am. That uh, kind of thing. No, it's how fancy I am. Like I want to throw parties for you. <laughs> like, um, yeah, is, but like I'm the, the Great Gatsby. Is, you're not the Great Gatsby though, so it's just like I own this book. I guess I'm <laughs> I just coming at it from that direction. Yeah, I know, but it's I. It's first date. She doesn't know that yet, so <laughs> for all she knows, I could be the Great Gatsby. Okay. I just gotta put a green light on my porch or whatever the hell. Uh, And, yeah, I think, yeah, I I feel like that's a horrible way to start a relationship by lying and saying you're rich, but... You do on a pool, too. Yeah, I do now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just put a boat on it, I'll put a green light over it, and hopefully I won't get shot and killed in it. But yeah, uh, go read The Great Gatsby if their high school didn't make you read it. It's a good book. A lot, a lot of. I want to read it now since I'm a more woke person, and because there's a lot of like terrible treatment of women in it, and a lot of adultery, and a woman gets slapped. I remember yeah, that. she like breaks her nose. Yeah. Yeah. Or he breaks her nose more yeah. accurately. Can't victim blame. Uh, but. And uh, yeah, and there's a lot of, I guess there's like anti-Semitic stuff in it. I was reading all this controversy about it, but like one of the characters is Jewish and he's described, his physical features are described very stereotypically, uh, stereotypically and um, unfavorably. But then there's, there's a lot of essays just being like, well, that was of the time, <laughs> which everyone was an anti-Semite, <laughs> if you say that. I don't know what to believe there, but um, I mean it's probably true. Yeah, you look back at some of those old books and stuff, and like there's a lot of weird stuff against Jewish people. Oh yeah, they were yeah. very uh, not looked upon favorably in yeah a lot of media. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's good. I don't like a lot of historical fiction, but. Was it historical? When was this written? Was I mean, it historical at the it time. Is, 
it's kind of like flappers era isn't it right that's what, yeah that's how like i think 1920s. of it 1920s i think so yeah 1922 oh no he wrote it in 1922 what is it based on 50s now maybe earlier than that i think I, I i think he makes his money from war something or like some type of war stuff bonds or something yeah I know it was written in 1926. Okay, so it is. It, I guess it wasn't historical at the time, but I don't know. It's the one book I can remember the plot of, <laughs> and I like the name Daisy. Oh, Daisy would be uh, also a great conversation starter because you know I'd pick daisies for you, or I'll be Lo you can be the Daisy to my Luigi. So many great pickup lines come from that be the daisy to my fin potentially or oh uh, yeah yeah Ren. or you look like daisy ridley she's so <laughs> graceful. graceful i don't know she's now mary sue <laughs> yeah oh you could be my mary sue although that's i think it's isn't that a derogatory thing i guess like it's not people know that's not something you use favorably mary sue no i mean yeah it's not favorable. It's not like a slur or anything. No, but it's just like it's not. I thought it only applied to fictional characters, typically, right? Yeah, I guess so. And I guess only women, which is true. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> only female fictional characters. Truth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you have a book? Yeah, I did a thing again where I picked a comic book. Mine is called. It's uh, by Brian K. Vaughan. It's called Why the Last Man. Have you heard of it? Yes. Probably from you, I'm assuming. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it's about the last man on Earth. All of the other men have died. All of the women have survived. Hmm. So it's one man, this guy named Yorick. Yeah. Why? Kind of... uh, I think it refers to the uh, chromosome. XY. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I thought his name began with a Y. It does. But <laughs> well, I think I think the Y I mean it's referring to the oh, it might multiple levels. Yeah. And it's him it's it is, I guess, a pro feminist book ish because it kind of you know, it shows women in all of their aspects. Uh it's this one guy. Some women have kind of you know, they're trying to figure out ways of kind of saving the human race. Some of them have kind of gotten this other thing where they're like any signs of man that they find they're completely trying to destroy. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's, I don't know, there's a lot of aspects that they're just showing of like women are not this one-dimensional kind of thing. And it's yeah. this guy, Yorick, who for some reason uh, has survived the kind of extinction of the male species. Um, actually, one other thing is survived this male monkey. Yorick has a pet monkey hmm. called uh, Ampersand. Cool. Yeah, and Ampersand is a male, so for some reason, I think it's they find out like the monkey affected him in some way, where he spent I don't know exactly how he survived this plague that killed all the men. And is his name Ampersand like written out, or is it just the symbol Ampersand? <laughs> I believe it's uh, Ampersand written out. Oh, just abbreviate it, mate. Yeah, but I, I think when they, uh, when he's like, oh yeah, I'm here with Ampersand, 
and people are like, what do you mean? <laughs> There's a lot of that. People don't know why he's hanging out with a hand sign. And he's like, oh, it's mm. my pet monkey. Yeah. I've only read about half of it. Uh, it's him he, trying to kind of find his girlfriend again in this world that's trying to use him and kill him and all this other stuff. His mother has taken over as the president of the United States because she was like the highest person in Congress at the time <laughs> to be, because all the rest were men. Oh, yeah. So she was yeah. like promoted to. dominated. Yeah, so she was like boosted to the top when everyone else went down. It's an interesting story, and it, it's very smart. Uh, there is action to it. There's a lot of love stuff, and I, I do think it is a pro-feminist story, although it might not come off as one, potentially. Right, yeah, it could be seen as, like, a harem type. <laughs> He's yeah. the last man on Earth, but if, it, if they're all trying to kill him, probably not. Yeah, some of them are trying to use him for his seed, so it may be mm -hmm. a bit of a harem also. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... I know right now, I think Casey Affleck is doing a movie that everyone hates. He's making this movie where all the women have died. Uh, yeah, I knew he was doing this. something controversial. Yeah, everyone hates it because everyone hates him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think he may have done a bad thing fairly recently <laughs> or in the past. Uh, and Yeah, it's... that movie with uh, <laughs> being Joaquin Phoenix's friend. <laughs> That's a bad thing. Uh, I don't know. I think he had some type of assault charges on yeah. him also. Uh, yeah, he's making a movie where all the women have died and it's only men in the world. And a bunch of people are like, well, that's because no woman wants to work with him. That's <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people were saying something to that effect. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So they're, they're flipping the script on it, but probably to a less effective way from what I'm seeing so far. Nice. Anyway, do you have a game? Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, I did... Well, I went a little unconventional. Of course I put Mario Kart, because I always I talk about how that's a crowd pleaser. I've talked about that before. Everyone loves a Mario Kart. Yeah, that's a good one. I um, but I think I've actually... I have had many first dates at the arcade. <laughs> I'll do many... Well, I hopefully I won't do many more first dates, because hopefully... <laughs> We'll blossom into second and third dates because that's the point. Um, but uh, I don't know. I like going out. Uh, I like a good pinball. It's always a fun date activity. Um, good ski ball, competitive, but not too competitive. Uh, air hockey is too dangerous for me, too scary. I don't want to injure anyone on the first date. But uh, yeah, just a good old fashioned arcade. We. We reconnected at the arcade bar that was local to us, and sure. I like going there. I, I take, it's my spot. <laughs> don't blow it up, guys. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's fun. It's I like a good pinball. It takes me back. Let's, and lets me show off, of course, you know. Sure. You're so good at it. Uh, yeah, I'm great. What, do you like a um, uh, one of those shooting games, like... Uh... Oh, Lethal Enforcers? Yeah, like that. Yeah. That's probably good for date, team up, and shoot some bad guys. Yeah. Yeah, Lethal Enforcers used to be free at that arcade bar, actually. No one knew that. They kept paying, but it was free. Yeah, that's a good date activity, you know. 
fight crime <laughs> together. <laughs> Big Buck Hunter. Uh, actually, no, Big Buck Hunter is too much. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I want to show I'm sensitive to the animals. I'm a caring guy. I care about nature. Uh, so let's dead, let's kill some terrorists in Leithland Forges. Or uh, what's that one? Uh, time Crisis, I think it is called. There's sure. one where you like duck behind crates and stuff with a foot pedal. I like that one. Or a uh, classic uh, House of the Dead. Remember that one? Yeah, hell yeah. Kill some zombies, you know. She gets a little scared. That's all right. Yeah, <laughs> you got a gun. There. You both got guns. Uh, yeah, I've I've taken. I'm bragging now. No, I'm not. <laughs> I've gone to the biggest arcade in the world is not far from uh, here, Southern Maine. There's it's in New Hampshire, believe it or not. <laughs> and it's really, I like never knew that. Oh yeah, it's like there's two or three floors. It's got like there's the classic arcade floor where it's got to hold the old like classic games. They got the pinball floor, a bunch of old pinball machines. And uh, then there's like the tick games downstairs where you can win tickets. That's always fun too, you know, win prizes together. Yeah, I got this for you. Sure. No, I just wanted to play the game, but <laughs> here I got you this uh, pencil top eraser. Here, I got you this Chinese finger trap. Oh, we're stuck together. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Play it coy. Or I got, or you just pick out on the candy. Yeah. That's probably the best deal. Uh, I can't remember where it was. Uh, there was some place I went into. Oh, I think it was the one in, in the mall, round one. Yeah. They had, like, drones were potentially one of the things you could win. Oh, yeah, they have crazy prizes. Yeah, I think they have an ATV for one. Yeah. It's like a mini ATV, but... It's yeah, like a they... million tickets, right, or something like that. Yeah, it's like an entire gift shop. Their prize place, it's nuts. They don't have anything. Well, they've got like Dave and Buster's down here. So yeah, I've never not... been to a Dave and Buster's, but yeah, I haven't either. I was kind of hoping that they'd have like a you know Portlandia Arcade, but no such luck. No, hopefully. I mean, they're becoming more popular. Maybe soon. But... You never know. But that's <laughs> that's if this keeps going as it has been, because it's kind of eh so far. So. I don't know. I've got time. See what happens. Yeah. I, I am missing spots. Maine, definitely. Really? I yeah. never thought I'd hear that from you. I, I'm i so annoyed that I'm missing Maine. It's mainly because <laughs> I'm, I'm so isolated down here. That's yeah. the main thing. And I, I don't really care for my job. <laughs> no, it's not great. Oh, but there's opportunity, though. I've, I've been looking. You haven't been through the winter yet, either. Yeah, so, but I've got, you know, eight months. We'll see. When it comes down to the wire, what I choose to do. Maybe I'll go to another country. I was thinking cool. about that, too. That'd I be mean, cool. I mean, it might be a good idea soon. <laughs> yeah. Hot take, but... Oh, <laughs> is it? It's not take for... <laughs> Although, I was thinking about Europe. I know this is off, you know, podcast subject, but it, I... I know they're not particularly liking their prime minister choice either. But... Oh yeah, yep, the same. Yeah, but I don't know. Might be something different. Yeah, so definitely. It's I I've never been overseas or international, but I man culture. I <laughs> I would love to see other culture like through. I don't know. 
non. I I <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I should be tough. Yeah. 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 You got any games? Uh, I picked one, and it's one I haven't finished, but it is it is along the same lines as what I've kind of been going with. It's called uh, "Let's All Go to the Rapture." I may have mentioned it in another list. You know of it? Mm, no. It sounds. I mean, I like the Rapture, so maybe that's why it sounds familiar. But it's um, it's a walking simulator. Mm hmm. And it's uh, you are going through an abandoned town. Uh, you're going through this abandoned town in, in England uh, somewhere, and you keep coming across, like, phones are off the hook. It's very kind of eerie in a way. And over time, you come across these floating balls of light in the air, and sometimes they move and they lead you along a path, and you can kind of go alongside this, uh, you know, this kind of... Uh, unpopulated countryside where there's a lot of houses and stores and stuff and some of the buildings are open and nobody's in there and sometimes the balls of light go into a place and they kind of take the these pseudo human forms like they're light it's basically like the outline of a person just it's all yeah. light based and it's people talking about like what's happening and why you know what's going on sometimes it's people talking about what's going on in their day like oh how you been doing today i want to and like some are like way more harrowing like it's yeah. people like because people are getting this disease you find that people are getting this kind of like people are coughing up blood people mm. are having like some type of hemorrhage and it's like there's one of like you're talking you're listening to this family you're not talking to anyone you're listening to a family and they're like this woman talking about her husband took their kids upstairs to let them rest and they haven't come down in like six hours and she's really mm. worried <laughs> and you have to like and you can go up and see like it's just an empty bed you don't see anything but you just get a lot of kind of storytelling it's very for a video game it is very uh it's not intense because there's no the gameplay is walking around right but it's it's a it's a storytelling event it's kind of yeah. like um Dear Esther, or Gone Home, or that other one that's really popular that I never remember the name of <laughs> that I'm going to have to look up again. Uh, God. Are that, so are there real people at all in the town, or is it just no. the light people? Hmm. It's just this light, and they never really communicate with you. And you play, it kind of follows three different timelines where it's you, it's like following these scientists and like they kind of figure out what's happening. Hmm. Interesting. That does it, sound interesting. Yeah, I would check it out. Because uh... I would like my fantasy, my dark fantasy, is to be left behind in the rapture and like live in the hell-infested world and have to survive. Because I'm just, I love a good dystopia. <laughs> it's it's kind of like that, except it's. Uh... It's not you trying to survive, it's you trying to figure out just what's yeah. happening. Uh, yeah, I looked up Walking Simulator, the first one of the first ones that pops up is Let's All Go to the Rapture. <laughs> oh, everybody's gone to the Rapture, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, 
I mean, I could do anything I wanted if I was the last one left behind. I could just go anywhere I wanted. Like, have you ever watched The Last Man on Earth? Uh, no. I'm aware of it. Yeah, it's just like if some dumbass idiot was like the last survivor, what would he do? And just go around and do whatever he wanted. I feel like that would be me. But if there was like devil dogs and shit, well, I'd get my stuff together and figure things out. And that, I'd have a purpose. Oh, the other one I was trying to I'm just lacking purpose, guys. What Remains of Edith Finch, which is a oh, I've heard of really that, yeah. Walking Simulator. I can never remember the name of it. Yeah, that's all I had. Nice. I, it's, you know, it's not an intense game. It's just very, very playable. I, I don't know. And it's got a good story. It's interesting. Pulls you in. I feel it. I'm afraid that would scare someone away on a it, first day. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I, I just find like it, it's a deeper, may, yeah maybe maybe just something light. Don't like yeah. Don't start. Don't lead with all the stuff I said. With I want everyone to die so I can be the last person on earth. Yeah, that's not a good way to open up a relationship. I guess just saying like it's an inter interactive storytelling game. Yeah, that's what I might do. Yeah, less intense. Yes, but maybe not that one in particular. It's <laughs> Or Remains of Edith Finch is pretty intense, too, in, you know, in a way. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, I've got a quiz for you, sir. All right. It's I'm... very similar to our uh, old anime is weird kind of thing. Oh, cool. Because I... Yeah, I've been missing these. I, I discovered a... I was looking at something, I was looking for specific manga, and then I was like, I found all these other weird ones. So, I found a bunch of manga and anime, and some of them are real, some of them are Jeff-created. <laughs> I'm gonna go down a list, and I'll give you, I'll tell you the title, I'll give you a brief description from what I remember, because I didn't write that down, because I'm an idiot. Uh, and you can say if it's real or Jeff. Alright, am I saying it immediately after every one? Yeah, why not? That way you don't have to write it down. Okay. Notes away, then. Unless you want to do it at the end. Well, I was getting out my red yarn to start making webs, but I, I'm i going to think on the fly. That's okay. what I do best. Number one. How a realist hero rebuilt the kingdom. It's about a young man who's pulled into an alternate... Uh, universe, and he has to use his brain to rebuild this kingdom instead of, like, fighting bad guys and stuff. I'll say that's real. That is real. Alright, yeah. That's a manga you can find right now. It's a manga? It's not an anime? Uh, I, it, it is a manga. Uh, yeah, right. Some <laughs> of these are to be anime. Yeah. Um, this one is called If It's For My Daughter... I'd even defeat a demon lord. It's about a guy who's pulled into another world, again. Uh, and he finds a young girl who is um, a lost young girl, and he finds out that she's a demon, and he has to defend her as if he's she's his daughter. Um, I mean, it sounds like it'd be real. But 
I I think you're trying to throw me a curveball. I'm gonna say it's fake. That is real. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Should've gone with my gut. Yeah. This one is called. This one. It's called Bobo Bo 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 Bo. It's oh about yeah. A, it's about a man who fights crime with his nose hair. Yes. Uh, this one's real. I think we've talked about this. Yes, we have. Okay. That was kind of. A, I yeah. would never forget Bobo 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 Bobo. This one's called No 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 No. It's about a, a Olympic uh, skier who's also having relationship troubles. Uh, there's got to be a fake one in here. I'm going to say it's that one. Oh, there's a few fake ones in here. Uh, that one is real, though. Damn it. I know. I know there's a few fake ones. I'm just, there's got to be one coming up sometime. So he's a skier, like yeah. a cross-country skier, or a downhill skier? This is a, a young girl who's a an Olympic skier. Olympic, Olympic. I think it's a downhill. And her name is I like... High jump slalom? I think it's... um High jump, I think. I can't remember. That's the one where you, you jump real high. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't. I, I only looked at these briefly, and some of these I had to make up on the spot because they they're not real. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's about her. It's her name is like Nonomia Noim Joe or something like that. So it's called No 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 or whatever. Mm. Very similar to Bobo Bobo Bobo. Yeah, that's kind of why I did it. <laughs> uh, this one's called I'll Use This Giant Robot to Run Errands. It's about a place where um, like kind of Gundam-esque stuff is commonplace. And this kid built a really good one, but he's wants to use it just to kind of be self-serving and he's pulled into a war that one's real nope I made that one up damn it yeah it sounds good though yeah I just sounds um, like it could be something yeah uh I watched a preview for a weird anime called uh, Dragon Pilots have you heard of that <laughs> I've heard of it I haven't watched it it's about like the army's been using jets but secretly they're dragons <laughs> like that just have armor on them and no one knows and some girl is the dragon the newest dragon pilot probably could have been could be a spin-off of that uh, okay this next one is called the mage will master magic efficiently in his second life it's about a guy that uh, is a magician in his world but he didn't do like he didn't learn magic that well so he's reincarnated or I yeah I think he's reincarnated and he uh, he tries to learn it better in his second life uh, that one has a long enough title to be true yeah that's real yeah yeah Uh, this one's called uh, uh, it's written down as LRLR because there's no L sound in Japan it's about an American coming to Japan to be a professional gamer uh, it's it's too real to be real so it's fake yeah, it's fake. I made yeah. that one up. I got it. Nice. Dusted out. 
Yeah. Damn. I thought I get you with that one. Because it's like LR, LR, like left, right, left, right. Alright. Uh, <sighs> Fine. Alright. The hero who has no class. I don't need me skills. It's okay. Uh, this is about a world that uh, gives people classes at their when they're born. This guy doesn't get one. So, but he becomes a professional adventurer despite not being able to, uh, you know, be good at his job. Hmm. I assume the plot, I don't know. But again, it's got a long enough title. It's got to be real. Yep. It's real. Yeah. Definitely need some sort of anime writer to make a title that long. <laughs> no speaking, amateur could do it. Speaking of which, a boy who has been reincarnated <laughs> twice spends life peacefully as an S-rank adventurer. <laughs> yeah, you can't make that up. That's gotta be real. Yeah. Yeah, you did. I didn't even need the description. I can't remember what that one is either. I think it's um, <laughs> somebody who's really good at this like kind of isekai life and then he gets reincarnated and he wants to be like a uh, you know live a, a normal life after that all right last one is do you love your mom and her two-hit multi-target attacks <laughs> it's, do you want the description yes please it's about a guy that gets sucked into another world with his overbearing mother uh, and they they've got a weird relationship and he's got a weird harem going on she's very weird about it <laughs> that just sounds like real life <laughs> it's got a it's real it's that title again it's real. Yeah. yeah that is an anime that's out right now it's um, running I believe so um, it's a guy who goes and is him and his mother are sucked into another world and they're presented with these three kind of uh, legendary swords and they're kind of like done in like a like one's on the left, one's on the right, one's in the middle and the guy picks the one in the middle and the mother picks the two on the side she grabs them both at the same time yeah. so she, she ends up being like way stronger she's yeah, I mean, really overbearing grab all three <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it looked interesting but that's why you should listen to your mom, kids. She's smart. Practical. Yeah. Come on. Use your brain. Yeah. That's all I had. Nice. Uh, Good job. I took a quiz at work today. I got 100%. And I did pretty damn well on this quiz. So yeah. I'm feeling... I'm yeah, gonna put it up too. on the fridge. I kind of wished I could have gotten you on the ones that I made. I, I got you on one. I think it's because I sold the description. Yes, it was. Robot one. Yes. Uh, alright. Unjade me. Alright, yeah. Where did I put my notes first? Moving into Unjade Jeff, where I give Jeff suggestions of current mainstream media to watch to see if it changes his opinion at all, if it'll make him come back to the dark side and just watch some of the shovel media they put out. I'm yes. Especially interested in this one. <laughs> yes, I watched CW's The Flash. Uh, yes. I watched the first two episodes, each about, uh, you know, 
46 minutes or so each. It didn't grab you and make you want to watch a third one. Um, kind of, but kind really? of not. Yes. Also. Because I, I noticed that the series is five seasons. It's still running, yeah. Is it really? It's still running? It's ongoing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At what point do you do you watch it? <laughs> uh, yes. Are I, you I, are you fully caught up? Yeah. yeah. At what point does it become redundant? Um, it is very like the first season is very monster of the week esque or meta human of the week esque. Um, but they do like the they fall back on that formula sometimes. But the like seasons two through now do a good job of having like an overarching plot for the whole season or even having a few of them so it it i mean it does get redundant there is a lot of barry i'm gonna give you a passionate speech at the end and then you're gonna be able to run faster than you've ever run before there is a lot of that yeah and i noticed i was reading through some of the episode descriptions further on how many cold based villains do they have in the <laughs> series there's like nine there's like there... there's a lot from what I saw between the five. There's, there's Captain like, Cold. There's like five. There was like King Cold, Captain Cold, Doctor Cold. Be... He that might all be the same person, just in multiple dimensions, because they open up the multiverse and later. Yeah, I noticed so there's that a lot like... of redundant characters too. I noticed there are a lot of like multiple Flash people. Also. Yes. Speed yeah, uh, and Zoom and Kid Flash and all that There stuff. are a lot of speedster villains. Like, the first three seasons, I think, are speedster villains. Reverse Flash and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll start from the top, I guess. The first thing I noticed, voiceover. <laughs> I don't know if I'm happy about that or not. Um, there's a lot of similarities between this and the early Spider-Man. Like the Tobey yeah. Maguire. I saw that there's a lot of... Yeah, like, oh yeah, the voiceover, definitely. you know, kind of uh, tragic backstory, kind of in the way that there's the storytelling goes and whatnot. I yeah. found that I like the actor. I think he's a decent actor, and I like his relationship with the uh, black cop that I can't remember his, you know, his surrogate. Oh, father. Joe, yeah, yeah, Joe. Uh, but I was like, he's very young to be doing this job. Like, I get why they picked this guy, but I'm like, he's he looks like so baby faced to be like. <laughs> the head of a um you know this csi division of this right. like police force major city yeah yeah <laughs> it's like, the only... like it's like yeah, 20 he's... looking 20-ish maybe a little bit older i don't know that seemed kind of odd um he's just cw handsome <laughs> yeah it. pretty much uh they did the origin story with like the partial explanation to kind of like lead up you know him seeing yeah. his mother attacked by these weird lightning bolts which you know um i've actually read some of the flash before i uh did this um ages that ago your pre homework oh okay not your ages ago thing. no um i read the jeff johns uh i think his first few books on the flash uh a while back so i knew like kind of where it was going I also noticed Jeff Johns was a writer on this series. Yeah. He's I don't a... know if they just credit him because he <coughs> did the original, or I don't know if he has any influence on the screenplay. Maybe. I don't know. But it did follow kind of... It was very similar to some of his stuff that he that he wrote. And they kind of did this thing called Flashpoint, 
early on. Oh yeah, where, where they retcon think, everything. They retcon everything. Um, Batman is uh, Bruce Wayne's father. I remember that being a cool part of it. Bruce oh, is yeah, killed. Yeah. yeah, Bruce is killed in the gun accident thing and the crime, and his father becomes Batman instead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, wasn't um, they did Flashpoint. Did that kick off like the new Fifty Two or whatever? It for was, DC Comics. Uh, not exact. Uh, did it? Because I know they did the Brightest Day thing, which was the Green Lantern event, and I think after they did that, it went to New Fifty Two, or maybe okay. it was a Flashpoint. I can't. They retcon their series like every you know few years. Yeah, now there's like rebirth going on. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah, it's just every couple of years. Yeah, scrap every all the history and lore we built. Yeah, it's kind of and then, but they also do that, but then they have the multiverse where it did happen also. Right. So it's yeah. kind of annoying to keep up with all of it. Uh, I said good at his job, but he's slightly socially inept, more or less. Like he's good at talking to people, but he's like always late. Yeah. Doesn't know how to talk oh. to people really. Always putting his foot in his mouth. Then I said, uh, no woman is that stupid. When they're talking about their relationship, he's like, oh, you've always been there for me, and I wanted... And she's like, oh, well, you'll find someone, or something. I'm like, you know that's not what he meant. They're, like, you... I know, but also, like, isn't it such a bizarre premise to be in love with your surrogate sister? I feel like it's such a weird premise for me. I, I don't like know. love, or him loving her. <laughs> like, his, that's how he feels about Iris, who's the girl he grew up with like since he was nine years old yeah but i'm kind of like it's still you know he's still an adult man she's a woman she's a very pretty right. woman uh i kind of get it but at the same time yeah a little bit weird yeah i mean i can i can understand why he'd still be attracted for attracted to her and have it be like it's okay because we're not really related but also True. it's like i don't know there's something there that i can kind of like i kind of get it in a way yeah but yeah, yeah, Iris is uh, a not very loved character. <laughs> I'm just in the like, fandom. I, I'm just like, no, I I understand why. I'm like, no woman is that dumb. Like if like if a woman has a conversation, then she's just like, no, like that <laughs> like that should be the extent of that conversation. It should be like, oh, I get it, but no, yeah, like. It, or she's leading him You're on. My brother. Yeah. Or she's leading him on because she's crazy. That kind of thing. Uh, then I said, "Hey, it's the brother from Scrubs." Uh, which JD's one? JD's brother, the guy in the wheelchair. I never watched. I didn't watch Scrubs too much. Yeah. Oh. G oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan, I think his name is yes. in, the, in Scrubs. Yeah, that's the guy in the wheelchair. Oh yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. He was in Ed TV, I think. I think that's where I know him from. I recognize him from Scrubs because I watched that show. Uh, and I said, he's there when they go to the barn uh, to find Martin, I guess his name is. Uh, these are the worst cops. <laughs> um, yeah. They didn't look in the place. They saw the car and like didn't check the space at all. Then they, they just kind of shot in... Like, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to, like, know where your bullet might be heading when you shoot a gun. 
and they didn't take any cover. They just kind of ran out after him while he's armed. That's why the guy died. Like, you're supposed to, like, hide behind stuff, not just, like, run out into the open. Yeah. I don't know. That bothered me. The cops are very inept. I mean, uh, they start working with the Flash at one point. And the Flash is also Barry, who they also work with, and they still can't figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that that has always been a weird thing, dealing with, like, powered people and kind of their identity and being like, how can you not know you work with this person? You yeah. know his voice. Like, with Batman, I'm like, he's putting on this thing. It's not just I'm like, hey, it's me, Batman. Like, <laughs> sound exactly like Bruce Wayne. No, that's not weird at all. Uh... And he said he's struck by the lightning and that equals power. And they later, <laughs> they later kind of talk about like, oh, it's combined with this like uh, the quantum oh, the... thingy, whatever it was. Yeah, the particle accelerator there explosion. Yeah, <laughs> they they say particle accelerator a lot in yeah. this series. Then uh, he's in a nine month coma. Yeah, uh, you need to get abs. <laughs> You get to get abs and to be fine immediately to leave. <laughs> yeah. No atrophy or anything. Can no, just nothing. stand right up. Uh, then you kind of find out the bank gets robbed. Other people get, you know, you find out other people have powers. It's that same guy, Martin, again, with storm, storm powers. Yeah, the weather wizard. Is that what they call him? Yeah. I, didn't, I don't I think. think I caught that. <laughs> His brother comes along, and he also has storm powers at some point, so he might be the rather wizard. Uh, then I said, he kind of acclimates to his powers fairly quickly. Like, I know there's, in some stuff, there's usually, like, I don't know. It seems like he gets used to the running fairly quickly. There, I don't know if you, there was, did you see the episode where he can't, he's metabolizing food too fast? Yeah. Okay, yeah. But that's I an episode that the two. Only consequence of it yeah yeah but he, he kind of like early on he's like oh i can run and i can kind of like do all this stuff without really getting used to it at all yeah like it's very brief like him kind of acclimating to it and then i said yeah this covers jeff john's run on the flash pretty much for the most part like it's very really? similar it's him trying to once again figure out his mother's murder and find out i think he finds out like it needs to happen in the comic mm -hmm. book, like it has to happen. Yeah, the timeline. It's, it's not good to manipulate the timeline. Yeah, I think he goes back and saves her, and it like messes everything else up. So he finds out that he, she needs to die, basically. Yeah. Uh, then I said, when he's a kid, why didn't the cops stop him from going into the house when he's a kid? It seems like <laughs> Barry, don't go into the house. All he just runs by all the cops. <laughs> Yeah, you can't stop this nine-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, they're not very good cops. No. Said. Uh, then I was like, oh, there's an Arrow cameo. That's kind of cool. They yeah. like, immediately kind of cross the streams with their other show. Oh, they do a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of crossover events. I, yeah, reading ahead, I was like, oh, yeah, it's Supergirl's in one and yeah. a later one. And I don't know if there's anybody else. And they bring in other kind of heroes and stuff. Yeah, because there's Supergirl and there's Legends of Tomorrow, which is also, like, in the same universe. So they just, like, 
There's like a four. Ep they did the Crisis on Infinite Earth last season. It was like a four episode crossover of all the series. So you had to watch every GD episode or every GD like show of each. Like I had to watch Arrow. What the hell, man? That sounds like I a bummer. <laughs> it's annoying. Cause you also did you also have to watch Supergirl and Legends? Yeah. Oh, it was worse because so that one they actually did like true four part. Uh, I think the year before they did, they called it a four-part crossover. But like Supergirl was the first episode, and you watch. I watched the entire episode of Supergirl, and then like in the last minute, the Flash comes and he's like, "We gotta go." <laughs> it had nothing to do with it at all throughout the entire episode, <laughs> besides the last minute. I was like, "Oh goddamn!" And then like the Arrow episode was just a dream sequence or something, so it wasn't even it didn't even like contribute at all to the overarching plot. Uh, and then I said the fight with the storm guy because I couldn't remember his name at the time. Like he fights him, he uses the tornado. Yeah. He runs and he uses he taps into the speed force, which I don't know. <laughs> which I yeah, I don't understand the speed force as like an entity at all. Yeah. They refer to it a lot. I sometimes they personify it, and I just I don't get what it is. Like, uh, can he just run fast? <laughs> Yeah, I having read a, a lot of stuff that either is has the Flash in it or is like you know it has the Flash in it as just a guy. Like I read a lot of crossover events where Flash is just also there. You know, uh, like I, I read you know Infinite Crisis and the original Crisis on Infinite Earths, and it's you know the Flash tapping into the Speed Force to run around like a time machine and yeah use have like the Eternal Death run and charge into dark side instead of him and all this weird stuff yeah i don't know there's a lot of weird stuff and he kind of does it to i think maybe just he does get that kind of like speech like you can do it now yeah. Oh, yeah you can yeah. run fast now yeah there's crying and uplifting speeches a lot within like the third act of every episode <laughs> yeah and i said hey that guy can walk Oh, yeah. Yeah. He gets up. Yeah. Is he the reverse Flash, or is it the pretty boy cop is the reverse Flash? I don't care. You can tell me. Um, you're on to... You're kind of on to the same Thawne. way. Uh, yes. Uh, Wells is the reverse Flash. Yeah, the guy in the wheelchair. And then Thawne is actually his ancestor. He's Wells' ancestor? Yeah, Wells is from the future. So he's his descendant, right? Yes. No. Yes. Yeah, Wells yeah. is his descendant, yes. Okay. Wait, Wells is the descendant of Thawne? Yes. The the young man? Yeah, because Wells is from the future. Oh, okay. Right. Reverse Flash is from the future, yeah. Alright. I couldn't, because I, I know he appears in, um, I think, one of that first volume of The Flash... And I just remembered his name was... I think it's Thawne in the book. Yeah, Eobard Thawne. Yeah. Yeah, that's Wells' real name is Eobard Thawne. Okay. Yeah. That couldn't remember yes. his first name. All right. Then it's him looking at the newspaper in the future, so you're like, what? What does that mean? Yeah, because that's when he's from, yeah. yeah. I kind of already had some... I had some inside knowledge. Yes, the man who dresses in all black. <laughs> rolls around in his wheelchair yeah 
is the evil guy. Who would have thought? Who has the secret room and everything? Yeah. The giant lab. Uh, episode two, I'm like, oh, he's heroing in secret even from, like, the other scientists other than Cisco. Like, he oh, does it yeah. kind of briefly secret. I said, oh, he's very casual about taking his mask off. Like, early he on, is. it's just like him. Yeah, yeah. He he ends up showing his identity to a lot of people in like the show over time. You're like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, and I notice like, oh, there's a lot of flashbacks in the show, and I'm like, oh, flashbacks. Okay, (laughs) that's cute, I guess. Uh, Then I'm like, oh, he's also casual about talking about his powers in public, even though they're supposed to be secret. Like, they're in the bank, and they're like, hey, you can't run anymore, man. And they're like, people just everywhere. I'm like, are you going to be more subtle about it? I don't know. No way. And this is something that I bet people were kind of... I, I This kind of annoyed me. There's a this line of thinking in the show where it's about about being in the right. Like, he is always the one who's right, and everyone else is in the wrong. And that kind of bothered me. Maybe as, like, a 2019 viewer with 2019 eyes. It's kind of like this thing of, like, I am right, everyone else that thinks this other thing. I've always been right because I've thought this specific thing. Everyone else around me is wrong. And now you see it, and now you're like, oh, you were right the whole time. I don't know. Yeah. I find that kind of annoying. I think um, they definitely, especially in the last season, he definitely like makes questionable decisions and they call him on it and then he goes and does it anyway so it does bite him on the ass but it takes three or four seasons to get there i think yeah i don't know it was just kind of this thing of like um i don't know it, it just seemed very very kind of like this cancel culture thing that we're kind of getting into now where we are from like oh he's always uh, he's always believes he's to be in the right. It just seemed odd yeah. to me. Coming at it from a certain angle, I guess. Uh, I thought, I was like, oh, the cloning villain was the scientist working on cloning. I guess that, and then, then I'm like, oh, then they immediately call it out as ironic. So I'm like, yeah. the second that they're like, oh, he was working on cloning. And I'm like, really? That's kind of on the nose. And then they're like, oh, that's ironic. I'm like, okay, at least know that that's kind of dumb. Yeah, they call themselves on the campiness a lot, I think. Yeah. Because it's definitely a campy, (laughs) saccharine show. Yeah. And then the last thing I think I wrote was the Matrix Dodge. (laughs) Kind of that's when he's being shot at. Uh, Yeah, the... I don't... I can't recall that, but... Yeah, it's when he's fighting the, the clones and... I think early on they shoot at them and he kind of does like one of the the weird kind (laughs) of Neo dodge things. I don't know. That's the last thing I wrote down because I'm like, I I think this is the same kind of deal as Beauty and the Beast where I didn't hate it, honestly. I didn't didn't hate it. Um, I don't know if I would continue watching it, though, also, (laughs) because one, I'm not a huge fan of hour-long kind of shows yeah so i am um i do like you know i i am a big superhero fan so it could potentially be something but i'm kind of like eh, I, you know i think i'd rather just read the comics 
and I can kind of just do it at my leisure or, you know, dip into wherever I want whenever right. and not have to follow a through line. Oh, yeah. If you tried to jump in to the Flash right now, you would. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple I don't have dimensions. To catch up five years of Flash. Yeah. 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 So it didn't take me back, but I, I don't. It's another thing that I'm just kind of like, eh, it's fine. That's cool. I I get that. It's a, it's definitely uh, I think of like mainstream on t- network TV right now. It's probably the best superhero show. The writing now is just like it's getting. It is definitely getting repetitive. I season four I think was the worst season, and after that I just started kind of hate watching it. <laughs> really. Um, I think once you're in the deep though, it's kind of hard to stop. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like the the beginning seasons, it's interesting how they like work around with his powers. They're like, oh, you, well, you can't punch this guy this hard. This guy's made of rock, so you have to like hit him at this angle or whatever. And they kind of work around with stuff like physics, which is interesting. And then in season five, they just throw it out the window, and you're like, he's just running on air. <laughs> like, it just gets insane. Like they get ramping it up. Which is all pseudoscience anyway, but I I liked the limitations of it before, where they're like, they talk about how he has to run up a building, like, they actually kind of looked at a physics problem, like, alright, if you were actually going to run vertically on 90 degrees, how fast would you have to go? But that's all gone now. (laughs) Yeah. How does this compare to, like, the Marvel kind of i know they're all kind of gone now i guess right yeah they're all done um the marvel ones are definitely more i think they're less appealing to a wider audience uh they are more hardcore i'd say they're more rated r because they're on netflix there's a lot of blood and like they're the fights do get brutal on them um yeah, no, like I, The Punisher is one of them, so it's like, yeah. it's definitely not a CW show. No, definitely not. Uh, the, I feel the Marvel ones are interesting because each one kind of has its own genre. Like, Jessica Jones is like a, a noir-type show, which, um, and then, like, Daredevil is kind of uh, like a crime syndicate kind of, like, mob show, yeah. almost. Um, Did you Iron watch Fist Iron is just Fist? terrible. Yeah, but uh, I haven't heard one good thing about Iron Fist. <laughs> no, me neither. And then Luke Cage is like kind of like a black exploitation type thing. Does he wear a tiara in it? I know that's. From he here. does in one there in his origin episode where they like show how he got it. Like he had the tiara on, and he had like yellow like lab coat on or something or yeah. whatever yellow scrubs. And then he looks in the mirror. He's like, "What? What the f you looking like?" <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't wear it regularly. Yeah. But yeah, the I think the Marvel shows are definitely more niche, like or niche, however that word is pronounced. Though. Um, definitely, they are definitely targeting a genre where the Flash is kind of just it, the the first season reminds me a lot of Buffy, like the Monster of the Week, and like you said, it's very Spider Man esque, like. It looks like it's filmed on the set of New York or something. Like everything's just very, the colors pop a lot in it, and just kind of, almost kind of just a flat color palette. Um, and you think it's the best of the CW shows? 
Yeah, I do. Iron Teen Titans is okay too. Yeah, I never watched that. I haven't watched that. When I I'm gonna try to get because I think season two is just starting. I'm gonna get like a free trial and just like binge it all because I loved Teen Titans as a cartoon. So I'm interested in the live action. Yeah, is that on Netflix? HBO. No, that's on DC's like own streaming service. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm definitely not paying for a membership. I'm just they have like a free trial for a certain amount. Yeah. And then I'm gonna binge that in Doom Patrol. I've heard Swamp Thing's pretty good, but huh. we'll see if I can get to that. I heard Legion was pretty good too. I love trippy. Legion. That's it's really crazy and weird and out there though. <laughs> I may have said this before, but I think we've talked about it. I remember talking to people and they didn't know it was like a mutant, like Marvel show. Oh yeah, it doesn't come off at that at all. But then you watch it and there's like an X in the background in every scene and you're like, oh. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, because I, I kind of knew. And it looks really cool. At least the trailers make it look cool. But I don't know. Yeah, Anyway. Yeah, we can move on to my homework. And you said you want me to watch The Hangover. That's the one you want me to watch next. Yeah. That's the first yeah. movie. Might be problematic. <laughs> made five, how long? Five years ago? Longer than that. But yeah, maybe like eight. Yeah, I'm not sure that. how like the humor translates now. Um but at the time, I thought that movie was hilarious, and it was like the highest-grossing R-rated movie when it came out. So, huh. we'll see. It was Zach Galifianakis's like big break into mainstream. Yeah, and yeah. he like resents it completely. <laughs> he hates really? it. Really? Yeah. He, I don't know. He's very kind of. Uh, he's a specific way, and is like about how he feels about like Hollywood and you know, oh, acting yeah, and sure. that stuff, and he. I think anytime somebody brings it up, he's like, I, I, not something that gave him his fame, but he's knocked out of it as like a creative thing. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he's definitely his own stuff is so much more. <laughs> like his personality comes out way more in his stand like between up. two ferns and mm-hmm. stand up stuff. Well, yeah, uh, between two ferns will be coming out soon. Yeah, I wonder how the hell they're gonna do that, but <laughs> I definitely want to see it. Alright, Animabe. Animabe, yes. Anohana. Animabe. Yeah, so I watch... I don't know a lot about anime. I'm learning more, though, I, every episode. and Because uh, I just want to appreciate it. And this one, I watched... Hold on, i got to pull up the title and make sure I get it right. Cause it's a long title. Reference earlier, there's some long titles. I watched Anohana. We still don't know the name of the flower we saw that day. I still don't know what that's a reference to. <laughs> um, Did you watch the I'm... opening? Uh, yes. Okay. The first episode. Uh, in the openings, um, did you notice... Oh, like, yeah, she's a... a blue flower. There's a blue flower in place of Menma. Yeah, there's a Menma. blue flower. That's a forget-me-not. Fun uh, fact. Okay. Yeah, it's fun All fact. Right, that that... Make... Yeah. makes sense in the context of the show. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, um, this I have never heard of this. I never knew anything about it. Have you watched all of it? I have. I haven't watched um, the movie. There is a movie. Yeah, there's a live action movie. I guess there's live action and there's a um, continuing. I don't know if there's a live. Is there a live action? Yeah, there's a live action movie okay. made 
in 2015. It was a live-action television movie, so it might not be easy to find. There's also a, a movie that's kind of a continuation that kind of adds a little bit to the series, too. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's just a lengthen episode anime about, uh, the main protagonist is Gene Ton, and he's, uh, kind of this recluse hermit boy, uh, high schooler, and he is, just wakes up one day, he starts being haunted by the ghost of a girl he knew five years ago, um, and he knew her from he used to have a group of friends and this was this was very interesting to watch because they would always hang out during the summer and just have those hang out in their summer clubhouse and just do the things that 10 year old kids would do and it's it's the end of summer here now and kids are going back to school so it just reminded me of that a lot it's good good thematic time to do it i gotta pull up my notes um but yeah, uh, and she essentially, Jean Tan thinks that Menma is the name of the girl. He thinks that she's just a manifestation of his stress, which I don't know what he has to be stressed about. He's been skipping school for like two trimesters, and uh, I really don't know what he's stressed about. Probably I, ima- I imagine death, I guess. I imagine it's survivor's guilt. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, she she says she comes back because of a wish that she made when she was back when they were ten years old or however old they were. Um, and it's the first at least few episodes are him trying to figure out what this wish is because she can't remember either. He's also trying to figure out why she's there, which I guess would I mean, same goal. Um, and he, Gene Tan, starts reuniting with his friends from the past. He meets his, uh, his kid Popo first, and Popo was used to be the smallest of all of them. Now he's this big giant guy, and he also dropped out of school. And he just spends the money he gets traveling and just living his fun life. There is, and he meets him first because he's just hiding out in their old clubhouse. <laughs> Uh, in between like trips um, but he he's just like kind of the affable lovable sidekick who's uh, I don't know he's kind of annoying but everybody loves him still he's just a big old teddy bear and then uh, there's also Namuru, uh, Ana, Anaru yeah. Anaru, yeah Anaru and she's kind of she goes to the same school as Jean Ton still, and she she's trying to get Jean Ton to go back to school, but she's also, I guess, she hangs out with a bunch of bitches. <laughs> I guess that's her personality. Or I, she, uh, or her thing is like she she tries to emulate the girls around her too much, I guess, and uh, she doesn't really. That's kind of everyone just sees her copying everyone rather than being her own person. Um, I'm not sure why she has such a, she pretends to hate Chintan, but also likes him at the same time. And there's Yakiatsu and Suruku. Yep. And they go to, they're like the overachieving kids now. They're, they go to some college prep school. Yakiatsu's a big athlete. He's always jogging around town. He doesn't have time for Chintan or anything, even if he sees him out and about. And same with, I mean, Saruku, she's 
kind of in between. She's smart, kind of a stuck-up bitch, but she she's more open to hanging out with everyone again. And, yeah, uh, I mean, it just... It follows... The first few episodes are them trying to... Uh, well, kind of... Popo's right on Jinton's side right away. He's like, yeah, we gotta do this for Menma. Like, we gotta remember her, because that's what she'd want. She was this happy-go-lucky girl who was kind of annoying. That's what I wrote down, actually. I hate her airy, annoying anime girl voice. Uh, but... Who's Menma? She's kind of... Menma's, yeah. Jinton! Yeah, I can... Oh, yeah, don't break my yeah. yoke! Or <laughs> whatever. It's not a euphemism. They were making eggs. Did you watch the uh, English or the dub? I watched the the dub. Yeah, the English dub. Um, yeah. And, uh, I think it's, I can't... Did, uh, have English you watched Cyber Dub? What? Did you watch Cyber Dub? I watched the subs. Yeah. The dub isn't bad. Their voice is just annoying. It's well acted. They're... Uh, voices are pretty good. I'm not sure how well it's translated, but it, uh, it comes across well. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, what else do I have for notes? I have kids suck, because <laughs> uh, um, this reminded me, this gave me a lot of a silent voice vibes, where, you know, you see the kids when they're younger... And they're stereotypical 10-year-old kids where they're having fun, but they kind of pick on each other at the same time, too. And they say mean things without really knowing the consequences. And that's kind of... I mean, the Menma's dead. I've already said that. She's the ghost of... Well, we don't... I don't know. Is she the ghost of him or of her? Or is she just a manifestation of stress? And, um, I don't know, this whole kid-suck mentality, like starts like she dies all right i don't know how she dies yet but it has something to do with them getting in an argument in the clubhouse and jean tan yelling something mean and then her dying pretty shortly after he gets the chance to apologize so that's probably that survivor's guilt you're talking about um but yeah definitely a silent voice vibes by like i bullied you when i was a kid and now i've i'm older and i need to make up for that river except for Yikatsu he's just a dick now <laughs> yeah I, I don't know I I didn't uh, refresh myself completely on this uh, I don't know how far they've gotten in three episodes you just watched three I'm guessing I watched four because okay. I did enjoy this okay uh, I would definitely say watch all of it if you have the time I am very intrigued I do want to watch all of this yeah I, I do think the subs are better um, I would say that uh, it is. It definitely has to do with their relationships and kind of like one person liking another. I don't know if they've really how much they've gotten to that, you know, as much. You know. Uh, yeah, there's kind of a love triangle that seems, or there was in the past at least. Yeah. Between Anaru and uh, Menma, Jintan and Menma. Yeah. There's also. Yeah. Uh, not to the, get into it it definitely uh is very character driven and it it definitely made me feel for the characters and like that's why i wanted to continue the story to see how their 
re fracture relationship could heal. Um, uh, you're definitely. Uh, I wrote down. I was like, they make a or they make a deal. Like um, at one point, Jinton is. They pretty much he reunites with Arnaru because they they need to get a Nokemon or Pokemon for. They think that's the wish that Menma had to get some rare Nokemon, so they enlist her help because she's like a video game fanatic. And she helps them, and she makes the deal that Jintan has to go back to school. And so, like, that walk when he's walking to school, and he's, like, he's sweating. It, he's, like, he's narrating, I'm sweating, it's hot, there's people, they're looking at me, and it's just, like, this monologue. And he's so anxious, and I'm, I'm like, I'm generally rooting for him. Like, you can do it, man, you, you got it, you can go back to school. Like, don't let them put him down. And then, of course, like, Honoru's bitch friends, like tell him off pretty much no they don't tell him off but they insult him and then he goes back home and it's really sad and like i i felt bad for him like it, it, they really tugged at the heartstrings there uh it, it might be because of my reclusive nature that i connect with him but uh, i it definitely i i like i like the silent voice a lot so i uh, it's like i said same kind of trying to reunite the friendship and discover what went wrong and kind of the mystery of what really happened to Menma and it's definitely driving it I will say an episode description is what made me like jump the gun I was like I have to watch the fourth episode but it was very misleading what was the description I, yeah like the description so the episode ended where like Yukiats, they're all hanging. They're having like a impromptu popo hosa impromptu barbecue at the old clubhouse or whatever. He invites the whole gang. Um, Jintan shows up, and Yukiatsu shows up at the very end, and he claims that he can see Menma's ghost too. So uh, that's kind of how the episode ends. And he's like, "Yeah, I saw her by the river." So they all go by the river, and I was like what i need to watch it again because the next episode description says as they go to investigate the second ghost of menma it turns out it is yukiatsu in disguise and then yukiatsu collapses and i was like what <laughs> so i like i thought it was a supernatural thing they were saying like the ghost of yukiatsu is actually menma and i was like no it turns out that yukiatsu was just a prick and he dressed up like menma to like just play a crappy prank on everyone yeah it's a really weird prank that he pulls on them and i, I don't know if it's overstating this but he had feelings for menma i don't know if it's come this come across yet but he had some type of affection for her Okay, yeah, that hasn't been played too much. He just hates, he seems to hate Jinton, like, a lot. Yeah. Well, he thinks that he's, you know, in some way responsible for her, you know, her demise. Yeah. So, yeah, there's something there. But yeah, like, dramas, like, I don't know, typically don't pull me in or anything. This one, it, like, it, just the connection with the characters, very character driven I think is what got me yeah I think if if you 
you know, eventually do finish this series, um, I think I've talked about it before. There's a very good YouTuber called Mother's Basement who does kind of anime reviews and whatnot. And he Mm -hmm. has reviewed this story, you know, a handful of times just because of how much it means to him. He does a few good kind of like breakdowns of the, uh, the story and like kind of the, you know, ulterior meanings and stuff like that. Like I, that's where I learned about the forget me not and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely also like kind of a lost soul feel too. like Menma is there because she's just wandering and she doesn't know where home is now. And, you know, kind of that loner feel, I think, appeals to me too. Yeah. But yeah, Anna, yes. Anna, yes for this one. Okay. And you compared to the last few that we saw, which were older, I'm guessing you thought the uh, animation style was better. Or... Yeah. And this, this one's almost 10 years old at this point, too. It's from 2011. So, like, I. Yeah, I, I, there's not a lot going on because it's, like I said, it's very character driven. It's not a lot of action to it, but it is still like wonderfully animated. It looks very nice. And I was kind of thinking about okay, so it is an NES, so that's good because we had a bunch of nodes and we had a, for a while. Then we had a, what was mm. it? Um, Serial Experiments Lane, yeah. which was a yes, definitely. Um, so the next one, I know we talked last time about a horror that you wanted to see. Right, yeah. Um, but I guess I'll give you a choice. You can either watch a horror or that I picked out or SAO. You can choose between the two. Sword What's Art. SAO? Uh, Sword Art oh. Online. Um, let's do the horror then. Okay. Let's... It is called Another. Just Another? Another. That's only one word. That's not a real anime title. That is, yep, yeah, one word. It's got a girl with an eye patch. Cool. Uh, and actually, I haven't seen this one, so Ooh, I'll also watch it and weigh in on my NES or I don't know, and it may be. Cool. This is a series. It is a. I think it's twelve episodes. Yeah. Okay. There's also a live action movie. I think. No, of course. Yeah. But yeah, check it out. It's there. Are, I guess Serial Experiments Lane could be considered a horror. When I was looking under horror genre for anime, it's it is considered one. But so is uh, Ray Zero is considered a horror. Oh, also, really? I yeah. mean, considering how dark it gets, <laughs> right? Yeah, I can see Serial Experiments Lane being like a psychological horror. Yeah, but this one is more kind of in the gist of like you know this extra you know sensory thing going on and people being haunted and missing and whatnot i wonder if i'm gonna be scared maybe i've heard it's kind of over the top and it's uh you know the way it does things Hmm. we'll see take that into into consideration yeah i think i showed you a scene from it a long time ago Hmm. Okay. Well, it didn't scar me then. It stayed with me very hard, so hopefully. Yeah. Unless I have flashbacks when I watch it. Maybe. I think it's one of the first ones. Seems nice. Yeah. All right. Well, we want to wrap things up. Yep. Let's do it. 
All right. Uh, contact us. Email us. WholeGDShow at gmail.com. Tweet at us at WholeGDShow. We have a Facebook. It's facebook.com slash WholeGDShow. Our website is WholeGDShow.podbean.com. Uh, you can review us on iTunes. Rate us. Give us five stars. Spread the hype. Uh, Caleb. Caleb O'Ryan. He does our music. Uh, I know he's on Twitter. He's on Spotify. You can find him on most streaming stuff. Caleb O'Ryan. What do you got to plug, Jeff? Uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, at Shaw. I have finally put up some videos on the YouTubes. Yeah. If you'd like to watch them. Uh, I couldn't really figure out how to do my own commentary on it <laughs> um but you can hear you can see my gameplay and you know listen to it it is gameplay of a scary game called corpse party uh i have two videos up that was maybe the last two videos of that of that game <laughs> not, is it too scary i'm just not really enjoying it that much <laughs> mainly. it is not scary. much of a party uh it's a corpse party <laughs> yeah i don't know it's kind of it's hard for me to be like it's very it's you know detail oriented with the storytelling and it's hard for me to kind of get you know stoked about just wandering around a haunted school yeah yeah some games are for let's plays and some aren't yeah (laughs) although i've seen other people do it but you know they're kind of over the top with how they react to everything and i'm right uh, my my i did have commentary but it's very sparse it's like oh that's oh my god that can't be good (laughs) a lot of that like oh it's a bit on the nose a lot of that stuff it's judging yeah, it's it. hard to do commentary by yourself i think yeah having like a back and forth right, check it out yeah that's uh are is that youtube.com slash whole gd show i believe so i think it is yeah all right i'll find out at some point <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's what it is yeah all right and yeah we'll see you guys in the next episode bye